Welcome back to another episode of the Gen Z Hour with Helen and Anisha. Today we're joined by Shreya Telepragada, who is the founder and president of Girls Who Steam. Um, how are you doing today, Shreya? I'm great, thank you so much. How are you? I'm good. Can you tell us a bit about yourself? Of course. So my name is Shreya Telepragada. Um, I'm the founder and president of Girls Who Steam, and right now I'm 14 years old and I live in New Jersey. So I've always really been passionate about like STEM and female empowerment, and especially with the pandemic, I thought it would be a great opportunity to combine those two interests and entrepreneurship to give girls globally a platform for them to learn more about STEM and sort of get that sort of confidence and resources that they really need to be able to excel. Um, I'm so passionate and so happy that I decided to do this because it's taking me on a journey to meet girls across the world and really help empower them to pursue their own interests. And that's really, I think, so important. So what motivated you to get into STEM? Definitely. So both my parents are software engineers. I guess I kind of grew up around coding and grew up around technology. Um, that's really been a really important interest in myself. And I've always really had that kind of mentorship to be able to guide me um, in whatever I was interested in. I always was able to have those kind of mentors and resources. Um, I've, when I was interested in neuroscience, um, my parents were the ones who really encouraged me to start pursuing that research, even pursue um, getting an internship at Rutgers University um, to do something I'm really passionate about, which is looking into neuroscience, especially in Alzheimer's disease. Um, and I think that was really probably one of the biggest turning points for me was seeing like the amount of resources that they have and seeing all that. Um, even I'm in middle school right now, and I know that a lot of my friends who used to be interested in STEM, who used to be interested in that kind of thing, um, started dropping out um, right when I was interested in joining all these like math clubs and STEM club and robotics club. And just seeing that I think was definitely one of the huge things that inspired me not only to like pursue STEM in myself, but help other girls so that not only could I have more friends, but girls everywhere wouldn't really have to face the same difficulties that I did. Definitely, and I feel like that's something that uh, Helen and I can empathize with um, being girls ourselves. And we were wondering, like, when did you decide and kind of what motivated you to start Girls Who Steam? Because you sound like a really busy person. So was it just quarantine or how'd you get started with the organization? Hey, definitely. So it's definitely been something that, like like I mentioned earlier, it's been something that I really wanted to do ever since I started getting into middle school and I started noticing that like girls in my grade weren't as interested in these fields anymore. Um, so it's always really been something that I wanted to do. And I think especially with quarantine, just seeing how the world reacted, seeing the pandemic and seeing all the changes that were happening, um, it really made me think about like the education system and how students were getting resources and especially how girls locally we're getting resources because I grew up in New Jersey which was like internet and um, access to technology and all that kind of things but not everyone was able to have that and I think that was what really inspired me to start a global community online a global community even for my bedroom because um, especially with social media nowadays you're able to reach an astounding number of people that you normally wouldn't be able to do and I think just like seeing the whole world shift virtually that was like a really big turning point for me because it made me shift my mindset from just like okay I have to do like in-person workshops I have to talk to these people in person to I can reach an international audience I can reach like so many people that I normally wouldn't be able to see um through the world and online and that was I think probably one of the biggest turning points for how I built our organization and our workshops that's really cool so you mentioned starting this organization 
organization basically from your bedroom, right? And creating an international um, organization. Uh, but I know that STEM is kind of like a really hands-on field. So how are you tackling this in a virtual environment? Definitely. And that's actually a really good question because it's definitely something that was relevant to my heart. Um, our, even our name itself, um, we're called Girls Who STEAM. Um, STEAM stands for Science, Technology, Engineering, Arts, and Mathematics. The reason I chose to have that sort of viewpoint was because I wanted to shift my focus from STEM to STEAM. Um, instead of just making it seem like kind of boring and really like hard in terms of like technology and math and engineering, I wanted to include that sort of art aspect. And that was something I always knew I wanted to do in quarantine. I felt like that was kind of harder because I wasn't able to have like DIY activities. I wasn't able to do stuff in person. But I think what the biggest thing I realized is that art doesn't necessarily just have to be something you do create with your hands. It doesn't have to be something you actually physically have to create. It can just be like ideas. It can be imagination. So especially once you look at code, if you start looking at coding, coding in itself is an art because it's a method of like bringing your ideas and bringing your inspiration in sort of a setting where you know, just bringing your ideas online and even coding, even though it might just seem like staring at numbers on the screen, it really is just creating something, creating something new. And I think that sort of creativity is something that I really wanted to foster through my organization. That's, that's really amazing that you've been able to do all this um, since you started this organization. Um, what are some goals or visions that you have for the future of Girls Who Steam? So we're actually hosting a conference coming up, which is definitely um, probably one of my biggest things because I always love conferences. I used to love going to conferences, getting like free merch, um, just like being able to meet all these like-minded people. And now that we're able to do that in a virtual setting, I think is even cooler because um, in conferences, typically it's just people around that area. In a virtual setting, you're able to see people from everywhere. So that's definitely something that I'm really interested in. I hope we can do again. Um, I also would like to start in-person workshops because like you said, um, the virtual world hosts so many opportunities, but in person, there really are those kind of connections and bonds that you really just have to be there for. So that's definitely something that I'm looking forward to do. I'd also like to start hosting like a blog series where we're able to interview ins inspirational people because storytelling for me is so important, especially when you're looking at empowering women by seeing other people's stories, by seeing other women's passions. I think that's really like critical for being able to know what your own passions are and to sort of have that confidence in yourself just like looking at other people and seeing what they've accomplished. Uh, you mentioned interviewing empowering women and inspirational women. Do you have any specific person that is your role model in the STEM field or that you, you want to mention? She's not really in the STEM field, but Melinda Gates is definitely one of my biggest role models just because I love like her devotion to philanthropy and her devotion to sort of helping people everywhere. Um, I think especially when you look at like nowadays, like Gen Z, the Gen Z community, um, it's been really empowering just to see like the things that people have been doing. And I think she was definitely like someone who inspired me to go out there and just help um, other people. Also, again, she's not in STEM, but probably one of my biggest role models would be Greta Thunberg um, because she's a youth activist and she's a Gen Z activist. And I think she changes the aspect from like 
people who are activists and people who can make change have to have like 50 degrees and um, have to be really old. Whereas you can be a teen, you can just be a teenager and you can still have a voice and you can still have a voice to make a global change. And I think that's definitely one of my biggest um, inspirations and that was definitely a huge factor in me starting Girl 16. Definitely. Um, so we had, uh, we were also wondering, what do you think is the biggest challenge right now for girls not being able to reach their full potential or kind of shying away from these STEM fields? Right. So that was actually something I put a lot of research into before starting my organization. And I think it really boils down to a couple of reasons. One is that there's not enough um, role models. So in a way, the gender gap in STEM is almost like a recurring cycle, because um, if we don't put a stop to the gender gap now, or like, if I, like um, people who are older us with us didn't like didn't have as many female representations so a lot of the girls weren't as empowered and didn't feel as confident to go into that kind of thing um and as a result we don't have that many role models nowadays and um i think just really putting a stop to that was a huge thing because it is a vicious cycle and we have to take action now um another thing was the idea of like the math brain which i thought was super destructive so i've always like i've done competition math when i was younger i've always did like i was super interested in stem and i've had people come up to me and when i asked them to join clubs they'd be like oh no i just don't have the math brain um i think that is definitely one of the most self-destructing concepts that like the world has because there's no such thing as the math brain anyone can do problem solving anyone can think creatively it's just a matter of having the resources to do that um, and I think that really is a big factor especially for girls because um, a lot of times like it's sort of like romanticized in the media it's sort of romanticized in the industry that girls are great at like literature girls are great at um, other humanities which is really important but so is STEM and so is making all these breakthroughs and that was like a huge component of me getting into this whole subject and getting into this field. Yeah, no, definitely. I think that one thing we highlight a lot at Gen Z Her too is that it's all a matter of really taking up space, taking up space in STEM, even taking up space in these fields where, uh, as you've said, has been kind of romanticized um, of, as girls being like the leaders of and knowing sort of more at literature like there's no there's no like girls knowing more it's all a matter of taking up space in all the fields and as you said creating those role models that are going to be so important for generations after gen z so um it's a really good point that you bring up especially also about the math brain and that's why at gen z her we kind of do like a variety of things and we we look to like empower girls in all fields and um, in our previous conferences we've also held um, like we've hosted athletes, STEM professionals, humanities professionals and I think it's just really important like you said to just create more role models and also like just talk more about it so it's I think it's really empowering what you're doing and I hope we can continue this. Yeah, just exactly. like and actually, sorry, and I'm going yeah. off of what you said. I think that's definitely really important because, um, like you mentioned, like STEM doesn't have to be your only interest. You can be great at STEM and be like a great artist or a great athlete or great at humanities. And I think that's also something that we're aiming to do. Our upcoming conference called Girls with Goals 2021 is about highlighting girls in almost any field. So um, in the United Nations, people who are passionate about like art, literature, humanities, um, pageants, like all kinds of things and just showing how they can have all those multiple of interests and still be themselves and still be authentic and like you said, take up space. So I think that's definitely so important. Yeah, definitely. I agree with both of you. 
um, like the first step for making progress and stuff like this is just participating and starting to speak up about it. So I know there's you're 14, right, in middle school, but for any younger girls or even girls older or the same age as you, do you have any tips on not being scared or taking that first step into trying to pursue like a male-dominated field or like STEM or anything else like that? Do you have any good resources or opportunities you think uh, would be good for girls like that? Definitely. Um, and so similar to your question, I think um, Rishima Shanjana, who is the founder and CEO of Girls Who Code, has an amazing book called Brave Not Perfect. And I would definitely, like the first thing I would do is recommend them to read that book because I think it really just does highlight all the key concepts. It's okay to do something that you're not great at. It's okay to do something that society doesn't really think you should do. It's okay to sort of step out of your comfort zone. And I think really at the basis of it, that's the first step of joining like a career that's not conventionally um, dominated by women. Just being, don't not being afraid and being confident enough with yourself to do something that people don't really approve. And again, I think that goes off of being authentic, being um, original and just being um, yourself and following your passions because that's like following your passions and being who you are is how you'll be able to develop your place as an authentic leader. No, definitely. And I think that those are some great resources. So we might even do like a later, in a later episode, we might address that book. That's like a really great um, resource that you left for us. Um, what is your personal favorite aspect of Steve? That's a good question. And um, I think really what like led me into STEAM in the first place was the idea of problem solving and the idea of just being able to have to make solutions, being able to create solutions with concepts that you wouldn't really think. And I think we addressed this earlier on, but STEAM is in a lot of ways looking at problems and looking at aspects of life in a creative way, looking at it in a problem solving way. And I think um, something I get a lot is like, oh, we do all these math problems in school. Like why, when will I use this later on in my life? And the thing is, um, they are really important. They're made really important in solving societal problems. They're really important in making breakthroughs. And I think even another way that I think we should develop our education system is start making education for children in a way that they'll be able to see the importance of it because it is really important. All of these concepts are so important. If you look at people traveling to space, if you look at people um, making climate change, um, all of this, like no matter what you do, you have to have some sort of basis, some sort of idea of problem solving. And I think that's really what STEM is probably one of the biggest things that drew me to it. Definitely. And I definitely agree with like, it's so much more than textbooks and problem sets and labs. It's like, there's so much real world impact. And that's why I would have to say currently, at least, I like all the fields as well. But my favorite fields right now is just technology, because it's opened so many doors. And it opens up new worlds of creativity. So like you say that, you know, women are traditionally seen in fields of literature and, you know, teaching and all that stuff. But the thing is, technology has opened new doors for like almost every field and almost every walk of life. So from the iPhone to like, I don't, from the iPhone to like your fridge, uh, technology has opened up so many like doors that we never thought would be opened. And that's why it's my favorite field. Helen, what's your favorite field? For me, I've always been like more of a humanities and arts type of person. But I also think that all of these fields are important. And also in school, I think 
a lot of times classes and these things are, are taught way too separately because in the real world, all of these aspects mix together um, and people use all of them to solve different problems. And you often need to apply like a creative mindset to a problem and then also a technical and then a scientific to understand the whole concept of something. So in school, I think, oh, like Sriya said, you need to not, we, we need to not only learn about what like we're learning or how we're learning, but we also need to learn why we're learning, like what we learn in school. Because like she said, we don't learn about that enough. Um, and especially for younger students who don't understand how a lot of this stuff is applied in the real world, it's very important. So all aspects of STEAM are important. Okay, well, I think that was like a really good discussion we have. Do you have any like last words or any personal favorite pieces of advice you've gotten that you want to leave with our listeners? Definitely, and I think I'd like probably like to go back to the idea of Gen Z, um, Gen Z as a group, and I think what defines us is how active we are in society, how active we are in anything in society and just making a change, whether that be, for my case, female empowerment, female empowerment is kind of women's rights, but there's so many issues that our world is facing, and I think just speaking up and having that voice is the most important thing um, that we could do, and I think that's the best thing that we can do at this point, because us like putting being the change starting right now is what we'll be able to do to make impact and um that's how we'll be able to have our legacy which i just want everyone out there to know that they do have a voice no matter what background you come from that's some great advice and some great last words thank you for having a conversation with us it was really enlightening um, and i think that's it for today's episode uh, we'll be back next time thank you for listening to gen z hour